Taxes. Taxes. Be sure to pay your taxes. 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 Be sure to pay your taxes. Oh. I see we are all in tax season. The time in which we must put all our faith in the holy rulers to have the common decency to use those taxes to better our state of living. Oh, but I jest, my audience. We all know that our coin, earned through the sweat and tears, will just be used to make the rich ever richer. Twas so with our previous monarch, was it not? But maybe I am being a bit harsh. Perhaps we need a second opinion on the matter. Mayhap, if we look into the past, we will obtain a better understanding as to the morality of our human nature. Brace yourselves. As all expand your mind's eye and expound on this matter through the world of ramble shamble. Okay, welcome to Ramble Shamble, everybody. Today we are joined once again by the magnificent, stupendous, undistinguished. Unrefined, remarkable, Mackie. <laughs> I love it. I love your intros. Seriously, <laughs> I love it when you're the host and then I'm not. And then hearing these fabulous words, you just praise me so warms my heart. Yeah, not all of those are compliments, but yeah, <laughs> big fancy words. That's what I'm about. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. You're special too, me. okay? You're special too, okay? Oh, thank you. Oh, Thanks. don't worry. You see, audience, we can be soppy too. <laughs> yeah, we can. No, I've been, yeah. I've been good, eh? Um, been enjoying some really good music lately. Really enjoy the techno jazz side of music. Also enjoy my rock. I have to say, not sponsored beforehand. Jeremy Loops, if you guys have not heard of him, Props to him. I'm giving him like a free endorsement here. But if he ever wants to be uh, asked to sponsor, uh, we won't say no to it. But really have a listen to him. He's a very nice, a very cool, relaxing South African loop player. He basically mixes and plays a number of instruments that he puts together and comes out with these amazing techno jazz but very upbeat, very positive music that I really enjoy. I love to listen to them, especially to work, just to kind of raise my spirits. But I do, I do enjoy Nickelback. Nickelback might not be the best, most favorite for everyone. I know in Canada it was used as a punishment technique. If you were against the law for some random reason, they would force you to listen to Nickelback, which is kind of no funny way. story. Seriously, it's a real thing. I read a newspaper once. It's crazy. <laughs> Jeez, that's ridiculous. And you, you're you, you know, you 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 know, um, Nickelback wrote probably their most famous song in ten minutes, basically. No ways. That yeah 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 that um. This is how you, you remind me, me of what I really... <laughs> they wrote that song in like 10 minutes. Oh, and then was... the rest 
the rest was just basically recording, which took longer, but dude, that's ridiculous. That's cold then, because that song is literally the number one song. Um, Animals also pretty, I enjoy it, but yeah, I wouldn't consider Nickelback quite a heavy rock band. A lot of people say it's quite a heavy rock band. I feel like it's quite, look, they do have their times where they can be a bit heavy. But they're generally quite under the heavy bar, if I had to say anything like that. Yeah, I'd agree. I would, geez, they I don't know about their instrumentation, but from the main, the lead singer's voice, I would say that it, it almost hit, strikes me as a bit uh, alternative or indie rock. Mm-hmm. But... But I can't, I have no idea how classifications really work, to be honest. <laughs> even even like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, they, I always thought that they were pop because when we were younger, they skewed more towards that genre. But then some of their older music is more rock. Um, and they, they've got like one really nice old anthem Jeez, that we sang in my school choir. <laughs> I don't know how the hell. It was just like they just did different melodies for it. But um, the one where one of the chorus lines is, Father, 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 help us. Send some guidance from above. Because people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? Oh. I think that one I think that one was more rocky. Um Although it's a very soft rock one. Very soft, but, but I, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I, though, I skew way much <laughs> more towards... Oh, wait, before we talk about my music, isn't ja- techno jazz like bar kind of music? Like, if you went to go drink at a bar and they just had <laughs> chill vibes in the background, wouldn't that be the kind of music that they play? Or maybe that's just my own perception of jazz. (laughs) No, no, of like techno jazz. Because I think one of the first games I ever played called Freelancer, like whenever you entered a bar, it would be that kind of chilled, chilled music, you know. Well, that, that's but, the beauty of it, that there are great varieties of techno jazz. You are right. Uh, I think that leans more towards the jazz side, away from more from the techno side, because when you get a bit more techno, it's actually quite fun music to dance to or really get you yeah, pumped. Yeah, just st- strobe lights in the background, <laughs> people throwing their arms up. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I, I skew... I, I, jazz is one of my favorite genres and country but probably my absolute favorite is their derivative or their child genre which is rock and metal and my favorite metal is power metal and speed metal and my favorite bands are definitely blind guardian because of their heavy uh, fantasy vibes and yeah, you know well. And Dragon Force, just through the fire and flames, is just amazing. If anyone hasn't listened to that, if you want to hear true skill and virtuosity, listen to Through the Fire and Flames and read up on it as well, because the story of that song is crazy. But what I like about power and speed metal is that 
It's just before the level of screaming and like growling. Um, so the melodies are so complex with the harmonies and everything and it just um, I, one of the reasons why I don't like pop is because I have a musical upbringing. Yeah, I was about to say. And so very basic music just irritates me. And that's, that is probably the definition of pop music is that it's very simple and catchy, but it's not complex. And I really like complex music and just the sheer dripping coolness of rock and metal makes the complexity even more alluring and enticing <laughs> for me. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Aww. Although it, although it can, you do have your edgy your edginess in what we're talking about. But <clears throat> today we are going to be talking about moral decisions in video games and when you're presented with a moral decision. But, so, but, 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 yeah. sorry to interrupt. Before we go into the episode, a bit late in it, but anyways, guys, if you have not listened to, we have to do it. If you have not listened to the other episodes before this episode, we strongly encourage you to listen to them and be sure to comment about on them. We have a YouTube channel, Ramble Shamble. We got our videos are posted to Google Podcast, Stitcher, Soon, uh, I'm not sure if Apple has been set up there. It'd take quite a while to get there. Spotify. And for all those platforms, we have our own Discord channel. We have different social medias. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. So please join those. And we need you guys to comment on it for, to vote who is the winner. We need to know who, who brought the better argument. Was it myself? Our special guest? Go turn if you ever think he wins. And anyone, it's part of growing the community, bringing your ideas to us so we can see them. And also, maybe we get to make it in a future episode. Yeah. Um, it might not happen in today's episode, although I'm sure I'll think of a, a nice way to involve you. But we normally choose our favorite response from you guys among your comments. And we make a smaller episode about it in a sep separate playlist called R Ramble Shrapnel because of the small bite-sized size of those episodes. And we just have a short conversation about whatever you chose, our favorite ones, because you guys are special too. Uh -huh. But <laughs> yeah, today's episode will be a bit harder to... Uh, choose which of us makes a better decision. Although I think I've got a nice way to, to go for that. Um, but, um, that's just because today's episode is going to be a bit more of a loosely defined, uh, conversation where we just see where the conversation goes. Okay. So moral decisions in video games. Now I said in a previous podcast, that Mackie almost always does the good guy <laughs> thing in video games and that it's actually irritating. But so, so I mean, you guys can all guess which way he goes. But my question for the two of us, Mackie, is do moral decisions in video games matter? Hmm. What do you think? It's That is a good question. Uh, a little bit pushed back by that. I think yes. 
I, I think they do impact uh, moral decisions in video games. Yeah, I think. Can you just repeat the question again? I just want to make just like stir my brain a bit. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll try to to stoke those coals in your your kindling <laughs> your kindling furnace of a brain as well. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's all right. The bellows will will blow pretty soon. Um, so. Do moral decisions in games matter? And you can, you can relate to such things as the quest or like the, the media scare always of violent video games cause violence in people. <laughs> and, um, you can take it to acting out. Okay. Well, well, I'll, I'll start off then. Okay. So. Video games are a vehicle for people, for, for many people, are a way to kind of explore different versions of themselves. So I, for example, I'm an upstanding citizen. Um, we know although I wouldn't, that we know I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. Although I wouldn't, let's just say I wouldn't shy away from taking an opportunity to enrich myself <laughs> if i could do it sneakily <laughs> oh geez, <laughs> guys we just way. we just found a criminal on our hands here <laughs> if i if i could do it sneakily and um like they geez you, you know that's already where it kind of gets difficult because you can say where it's not doing anyone harm but in the end almost everyone is done some kind of harm by uh, by what we would think of as an immoral act. But in video games now, some people like me use it as a vehicle for exploring decisions that you wouldn't normally take in real life. So, for example, if I'm playing a Star Wars video game, which almost always allows you to go more towards the dark side or the light side of the Force, then I will often do more dark Sith-related actions and make those kinds of choices because I know that this is just a game and I can freely explore the consequences of those decisions without any ramifications on me in real life. And then the game world will blossom out in those immoral decisions for me. Um, but then other people like you will, will be so indoctrinated by family upbringing and their culture <laughs> and their school <laughs> and they'll be blind to the possibilities. You make me sound like games. a saint here. <laughs> and always do the good thing. Now, I know you don't. I, I know that you also explore a bit. But... Um, you know, lots of people view it as a nice way to try out different things. Mm -hmm. And many people will play the exact same game, but make different moral choices because they want to see how that reflects on the char their characters inside of the game. Mm. So uh, I would say, because this is my pr question that I'm asking, that they do in fact matter and relating it to 
what I was just going over. We'll cover some other stuff as well. Um, but just purely on what I was covering, they do matter as an outlet for exploration. Okay. On the moral, on the moral, in the moral sphere. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think you're right on that. Now, understanding here in your point of view, I will say, in the schemes of things, I do like to play the good side. If a if a game has two sides to it, I generally play the good side first. And if the game's good enough, I will play the game, but maybe be a bit darker in my decisions, be a bit more selfish, or like if you were to get a special item and the you have the option to a give over the item or b keep the item. I generally keep the item just to kind of say, well, I put all this effort and work and probably the the honest and good thing to do is hand over the item over to the NPC because it's technically theirs. But I generally say, she's I put all this effort and hard work for this item. I might as well keep it. Although the, the reward is, is obviously worse because generally those kind of fetch quests are quite early on in the game. So the item's probably like you have it for maybe one or two levels and it becomes redundant. You're like, flip, I just should have just given this over to that person. I can find better versions of it quite easily in a better dungeon or cave. And the moral decisions really, for me, I kind of dislike them in some games. I do like them in general because it gives you that op- opportunity to explore. But in some games, even if you were to be evil or to be good, the conclusion reaches the same. Just that the end cinematic screen of the said game is a bit darker if you're evil or lighter and happier if you're being good. Oh, yeah. Q, Q, Mass Effect 3. Exactly. Or Juice X Machina or... Bioshock. At the end of the day, you'll still go through the same missions, you'll just be a bit darker, and then, blam, there's your splash screen of you being evil. I do know of a few games that have done it right, like Dishonored, uh, if you haven't played that kind yeah. of game, that game does it so well, because if you kill a lot of people, the everything turns darker, the scenario needs to become dirty, there's a lot more plague rats that will come and eat bodies and eat, try okay. to eat okay. you. Okay, okay, okay. This this doesn't really have to do it. All it does have to do with the topic, but less less serious question. What's your favorite moral game? Like, what game with moral <laughs> decisions is your favorite? And specifically because of the moral system in that game. Jeez. So my favorite, yeah, I would have to say my moral decision best game would be. Flip. <laughs> I have three good ones, but I'll I'll just briefly mention them. There's black and white that I really like their moral system. Oh, you took my one. Okay. But I, I won't Carry say on. that. That's not my favorite one. Then there's Fable, which I like more than black and white. Purely same dev studio. Same dev studio, but they, they nail it quite well. I'm, my, I would have to say Fable. Just because the, the fact that you can so easily be evil and the branching powers slightly differ. I wouldn't say greatly differ, but it's just, it's very amusing kind of evil. It's, it's, you see your character completely change from being a nobody to physically growing horns out of his head. And he gets a little, uh, <laughs> sorry for anyone who's a bit more religious, but he, he grows these horns and between the horns, there's a flame crown on his head. 
And it's such a oh, sweet. iconic kind of look to it. And if you're good, that's like a very that's like a very Terry Pratchett kind of humor. Very much so. And if you're purely good, you'll obtain a nice blue halo, and your skin goes goes all pale and white. Your hair goes all white. Where if you're evil, your hair goes black, and your eyes go black. So they just like describe it in such a depth that saying. And it's subtle changes. You wouldn't necessarily see them right away. You can see that you've been doing good things, but you'll see the sl- subtle changes that your body physically changes. And you actually see a bit of a, a change in the game, which is also very cool, depending on who you align with. So Fable will be my choice. Yeah. So this is basic. We're, we're basically just um, like kissing the ass of Lionhead Studios here. <laughs> Big time. Because... <laughs> Those guys were so amazing with how they did their moral systems. In in the earlier game, Black and White, they it was it's it's a god simulator game where you're this disembodied hand and you're the god of a of a settlement and you 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 eventually get a creature as well that reflects upon your moral uh, where you where you are on the moral spectrum. And your hand can pick up people and objects in the environment and throw them. And you get awesome god powers that you can do. But the great way that the moral system is reflected in that game is your hand will become all like bloodshot and red and with long fingernails and just generally a demonic looking hand. Whereas if you're a really good guy, then your hands are really manicured and they sparkle and they're just <laughs> pale. And the temple where you're worshipped, if you are really good, then it's this peaceful looking Zen oh, yeah. temple. But if you're evil, then it grows spikes at the bottom of the support beams. And the spikes go up as well. Up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a really great game. And also your of course your creature reflects your moral standing so if it sees that you're throwing people around or burning people then it learns your behavior and does the exact same thing and if you're if you're evil then it'll become like really dark and buff and <laughs> like mean looking so it's it's just such a great game I w- it's probably be my favorite game of all time um yeah but Lionhead Studios, man. I wish they never closed down. Yeah. No, my. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, one of my missions in black and white was always to try to be middle ground. To So if I saw my. Like, I'd generally be nice because being nice in that game is a lot, a lot harder than being evil. Because you have to do a lot of healing spells on people just oh, to make them happy. They make it. They make it so tempting to be bad. <laughs> but then, obviously, when my hand gets all sparkly, and then I say, "Okay, it's time to be bad." What do I throw <laughs> down on the on the village? Maybe a meteorite, a flame ball, flaming rocks, and I just throw rocks and fire too. <laughs> they, they they really just made it so easy or so tempting to be evil. Oh. Because you have to spread your influence and you, all your sphere of influence by impressing neighboring villagers. <laughs> And the best way to do that, just like in real life, is to make them fear you. And so if you're just like constantly throwing fireballs and lightning at them, then they they start believing in you as a god a lot faster. <laughs> but then also 
to generate the, the mana for that god power. You can wait a half hour for a fireball spell to charge up <laughs> by people dancing around your little altar. But if you sacrifice someone, then it happens instantly. So, <laughs> so gratifying. It's like, so, oh crap, I'm on a power diet. <laughs> there, were, there were so many times where I had no villagers left inside my <laughs> inside my settlement because I just sacrificed them all. I, was, oh, I would be monster. such a bad god. I do not deserve to have a pet. <laughs> I, it's like, yeah. But anyway, do you think that the, the moral decisions in, that you make in video games have an effect on you? Yes. And the reason why I say that is now I agree with how you mentioned before, before where you say that it's it's a way to kind of almost explore the area. However, I I, I won't be af- afraid to say this, but I have played a game once or twice, and I'm pretty sure you and every person who has played a game, when they come across a red barrel and they say, "I wonder if I shoot this, will this thing explode <laughs> in real life?" and I feel moral decisions also fall along that path is that dang in a video game i would have done that evil thing i would have just so say you come across a quite a substantial amount of money in a wallet in the ground you see the person almost like sprinting the other direction so and they would not notice if they if you were to take it now if you were brought up in a more lighter side, you would think, hey, there might be a reward if I bring this fat wallet of cash to the person who's running away. I just need to bring it to him. But then a darker side of you now knows that I know in a game, the quickest way for me to get money or the quickest satisfaction is just to take it. And he's never going to find out who's it's going to hurt. And I feel that... Or rather, and- or rather, he'll never find out that it was you. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel the moral decisions where you, if you do majority evil, you're going to be slightly more tempted to do the naughty thing. Where if you were not doing in, the. In, in, in real life, though. Yes. So if you do like the evil thing in the game where you pickpocket everyone's pockets and hey, you got away, no repercussions, no, no downside because you got away with it. It's now in your pockets. If the the game doesn't have that kind of repercussions on you, except like Witcher or something like that, where it's a bit smarter, has a smart system. But I feel that if you do a lot of that in in the game, doing it in life gets a, that line becomes a bit grayer, where you're not meant to do that, and you just feel a little less guilt when you if you when you do actually do it. You said, "Ah, he's running that direction. I've got it. I'm walking the other direction now." So, so, okay. So, are you telling me that you think violent ge- video games make people more violent? No. Like, um, and that because from the argument that you're making, it's, 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 it, it sounds, sounds like, like it's, yeah. It sounds like y- you are, or at least that people will be tempted to be much, much more, um, regardless, regardless of exactly how much more. Because it can be just a tiny little bit. You, it sounds like you're telling me that it's not nothing. There is a correlation. 
I believe that. Am, there, am I right there? You are right. I believe that there is a slight correlation. I don't think it justifies that blames the video game for that decision. But uh, like, if I play a violent game, doesn't mean I'm going to be an aggressive or violent person. I think video games actually help way more than the, uh, the than this temptation to do something bad. Because uh, doing all this good also has the other side of it where you get the gratification of doing something good and something good will come back to back to, for you. Or you'll, f- you'll feel that sense of like, I did the right thing. So I think the video games do way more good. But I do believe that if you do a lot more bad, I don't think... I don't think it's a true reflection of yourself, but I think you're inviting the ideal concept in your mind that's saying what things I can get away with or what things I can do without the sense of punishment or regrets. So they, you say that they do have an effect on us? Yes. Not okay. a big one, but, but it's definitely there. But do you think people will, would act on that though? No. Like I say, Not. it's... So it's, it's like it's, an internal conflict that it's... Yes. It's like it's it like it makes you question yourself a bit mm. more. Uh, is that is that why where you're skewing towards? Yes, so it questions your ideals a bit more. Not to that obviously do bad. But like no, I no, said, that's exactly that's that, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. No, I agree. good and bad things. Yeah. So if you do majority of the good things in a game, like in most things, you will generally try to be the positive, more trusting kind of side, knowing that you've done the right thing. And that's the kind of gratification I get when I play the games and I get good and I generally be good because some of the games, not saying all games, provide some kind of like, you did this thing good. Although it was to your detriment, uh, made you weaker, you gain this additional new strength. And I don't, it's something for me, at least, when I do something bad and continuously bad in a video game, I start to question myself saying that, or I look at something and I'm saying, sure, in that game, I probably would have done that bad act. And if I did that now, I probably would not even be second-guessed at all. I probably would get away with it. Do I do it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Deep. Before, before, yeah, before I get to to my response on that question specifically, um, do you think it's possible... Do you think that true altruism actually exists? Like being, doing good things purely for other people's benefits and without having any benefits on yourself in any kind of way, whatever way you can think of. Do you think true altruism exists? To a certain extent, yes. But uh, I'm more of a... So no, so, so no. So no, uh, it would be more just, no. just yeah, because even question, if you yes. say that, even even if you say to a certain extent, that immediately tells me no. No, because, agreed. Yeah, um, I I agree with you there because even the the satisfaction of knowing that you helped someone without any kind of material return for your act of kindness. I, I already view that as like a kind of gratification, just feeling good, you know, that's yeah. that you're, you're clearly deriving something from that good act. Okay. So I'm glad we agree on that. No, 100%. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had many conversations about that before. <laughs> Maybe a new episode. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so do they have an effect on us? I would say 
that I, I agree that they do have an effect on us. And, um, but, but, but I would think that it has, it's, it's, if, if we view ourselves as characters in a story, I would say they have an effect on our character development. So it's, it's almost like a playground where, again, you can explore things um, without any harm and consequence coming onto yourself. So it's like I'm, I'm busy playing a game where I can steal something and shiv the guy that I'm stealing from, you know? And inside the game, if someone sees me doing that, then I will immediately get killed or arrested or something. Let's say it's GTA, because you'll, 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 you'll get wasted and you'll get arrested, uh, depending on how things turn out. Um, so you can, and, and it's also pretty realistic to modern life, GTA. So uh, you can see exactly what the, depending on how good the sim games, game simulation is, you can see what the consequences of your actions are. And because of that, it's almost like you're gaining insight and experience into doing those kinds of mm. acts where you might not pre, you might not ever in your life be presented with the opportunity to actually do so. So, for example, I've never killed a person in real life, but in games I've killed many, many, many people. Too many to count. Too many to count. Like, there, there, are, more there are more deaths on my ratio, my kill-death ratio, um, than there are stars in the sky. Okay. Not, not really. that's, <laughs> that's a lot of stars. But let's let's just say I've killed a lot of people in games. Okay, um, but I doubt that. And look, I I do believe in some of the practices of Jungian psychology, where he um, makes you explore the shadow of your own per personality. Um, well, that's one of the things that Jungian psych people who follow Jungian psychology do. So I do know about myself that there are situations in real life where I will, without hesitation, kill someone else if I view the outcome of killing that person to be valuable enough. Like, let's say uh, so I have a knife in my hand. Or let's say I and my brother were being mugged and I somehow managed, uh, mugged by two people, and I somehow managed to get a gun or a knife. Let's, let's say it's a knife and, um, and from one of the people and I knocked him out. And my brother was struggling with the other guy and they were struggling for a gun. And I'm presented with a clear opportunity to stab this guy in the back, this uh, other mugger, in order to save my brother's life, because I can see that the the guy the the mugger is going to win in that struggle, I wouldn't hesitate to stab that guy, and possibly kill him. I I know that about myself, um, but I simply haven't been presented with 
the opportunity, even though that sounds like I'm thinking of it as a positive thing. I'm not. Uh, life hasn't thrown that situation at me. And so video games present me with that opportunity, but in a safe way. It's like, it's like, it's like the training wheels of life, in a sense, you know? No, 100%. Um, so I think the effect that they have on us is a safe way of developing our own characters. I also I like your point on that uh, situation you put yourself in because I also think video games gives you a, uh, another way of understanding as well to how to incapacitate rather than to kill. Like how you described if you were presented with a knife or gun. If it was a gun in my situation, I probably wouldn't aim for the head or the torso. I'll probably aim at the leg because... You hit that guy in the leg, he's going to be in a crap ton of pain. Too much pain to be in a way of situation. Or you, you have a better understanding that of what how to put him down without actually killing him. And I feel like not all video games are realistic to that sense, but it gives you that kind of sense of now that you are able to kind of to protect your brother and your family, you, you have the willingness to stab that person. I probably do as well. Wouldn't do it in my. I, I dread the day if that ever happens. I, will, I hate the idea that that would ever happen. But having that understanding that where someone who's completely fresh gets a gun in their hands, they probably freak out by the fact of it. I probably yeah. will also freak out by the fact that I'm holding a live gun in my hand. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but yeah, having well, that sense of beforehand. Yeah. It's kind of like one of the leading theories about why dreaming exists, which is kind of like rehearsing situations in real life that you can do in a safe kind of way. Um, and so in a very, I think especially because you actually interact with a video gaming system um, as opposed to other forms of media and you have an, uh, an effect on the game world, I would say that it's much more of that rehearsal of possible things. And the, the, the one way that I would disagree with you is I would absolutely still kill that guy because um, you, you, there, there are too many conditional things that you can't foresee in those kinds of situations so for example you could shoot the guy in the leg he could get an adrenaline rush and um as a result of that he could get hysterical strength which is an actual thing yeah where you you could become literally something like five or six times stronger than you are normally because normally your body knows what what its limits are. And if you're like lifting weights in the gym, then your body knows that if you lift more than 100 kgs or 200 pounds or whatever, um, that your muscle will literally tear. And so it will cap your power output at like 80%. But if you have enough adrenaline flowing through your through your body, and you're in that kind of situation, then your body knows this is fight or flight, life and death. 
you, I'm going to let the muscles in this body go above 100% of their output. I don't care if there's damage to the actual body. It's go like it's time. It's go time. And so <laughs> your shooting that guy in the leg could mean that he gets an adrenaline rush and overpowers your brother. Like just like that. And then the second or two seconds is done. This isn't Dungeons and Dragons combat where you've got six seconds. No, two seconds, one, one or two seconds. Uh, you've already capped your shot and your brain is regis registering all of that before you can even react again. That guy has a gun and has killed your brother. Depends. You know? I, I do so agree. For our, in those kinds of situations, I would be an absolutist. Life and death. No, I do agree with you, but I don't view the guy mugging you being very adept in, say, gun fight slash knife fight. You don't know. You I don't know. know. I 100% agree. You don't 100% always know. That guy could be a jujitsu guy that, that has, like, military training for all yeah. you know. Yeah, but the fact that he's mugging you and your brother for X amount of cash, okay. I feel that they won't be necessarily military trained. If they were military trained, I'm full on board with you that that guy will get a drill and rush. He'll probably go ow and then go full Rambo mode. But <laughs> but besides that, I've, I'm just pushing the guy a bit rough in his luck. He's now forced to get money in any way possible. He finds whatever weapons he can get. It comes up to you and your brother with his partner, who's also in a bit of rough and luck. No, I don't expect him, if I shoot him in the leg, to go, now it's pumped up and jacked. It's a situation where he will, like, uh, push your brother off uh, to the side and grab a weapon. Like veins. <laughs> yes. Veins bulging <laughs> on his bulging muscles. I probably would see the guy pee his pants after shooting his leg, and he would be like, oh, what, what the happens? Like, and I'm like ready for my next shot saying, move, you downed. But you, you 100% of the points is that it, you can't really prepare for that situation. Even if you play, that's a, that's another thing that I feel gaming also has a, uh, has a mixed communication to the younger audience or younger gamers. Cause they think the, the younger audience tends to think that I can run circles around my competitor in Fortnite and they get too much bravado to the point where they think that I can do this in real life, where in actual facts, life and games tend to be quite different. Yeah. No, that's true. Okay. Um, now, do you... This this is my... Like the last big question that I wanted to tackle, and that's, do you think that the, the moral decisions we make in games reflect on our own character? And by that... I mean, uh, there, 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 there are things like Jungian psychology which can help you to explore the darker recesses of your own mind. Um, but I, but there are still things that we don't know about ourselves. And so this question has to do with the subconscious. And so my question is more like, do you think that the acts you do in video games show, are almost a way of showing you who you actually are? How you are. Yeah, who you actually are. Because for once, 
you don't have the inhibitions of real life and society and things holding you back. Now you can do what you want. And in a world where there are no consequences that actually reach out to you through the video game screen, through the screen on in front of you. So do, do, do you think they, they reflect on your, your actual self? I think yes. Uh, I'll be lying to the audience and whoever decides to listen to this episode if I said no. The reason being is that although not entirely moral, I tend to be very logical where I, I, I tend to focus on the facts and logic over the moral decision. And that tends to not always put me into the side of light or dark. I say it's like the typical situation where it's, it's something that I've found through gaming and moral decision making is that if hang, I'm hang pres- on before you, before you, before you carry on, uh, listeners, this is where you guys can choose who makes the better argument because, <laughs> uh, Mackie and I are going to skew a bit differently over here. Okay. Um, so this is where you can tell us who who won today's episode. <laughs> but please, please carry on, Mackie. So in video games, I tend to be very logic because the fact that, like how you, you said before, the consequences of the real world don't matter. And what happens in this game or this world doesn't come to effect. And in the game where I'm presented with uh, a house full of 10 people or my in-game sister slash brother or family on the other side where there's three to two people my brain tends to push more towards the 10 people because look as much as the this three people are have some form of relationship with my character i feel that it's more just to save the group of people who are dying and crying and the family also, in some games, they like the family is saying, "Save the save the town, save the town," and you have the choice between saving your family for your personal reasons or saving there. I'm more logic. Come to the point where, hey, this is going to benefit the overall population of the so-called virtual world, and I don't feel that consequence. And that's something that I definitely feel like part of me. I've been identified by some of my work colleagues and friends and family that I can be very logical, not so empathetic where I genuinely, I have to kind of physically realize that I, I realize I'm doing these certain things in the game. And I ask myself the question, just how you asked it. Does this reflect who I am? The fact that I decided to go with the majority over the minority is that's what I would do in the situation of if, is that a reflection of my character? And I think in certain ways, yes. So I'm more yes to the no to this question. Okay, okay. And you're also telling me that you're some kind of robot that that looks at order and logic and no no emotions. Of course not. But um, what? So you you reflect that it shows you, or you believe that it shows who you really are. Um, and that, that actually leads, I hope, I hope Mackie's family is listening to this. Um, (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) So the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's what you're telling me. And you, uh, Mackie's family, please just feel free to conclude whatever you want from that. 
Um, <laughs> just just knowing that from now on. But um, I think that I agree with you. And for me now, I tend to do... I don't know exactly how the Dungeons & Dragons moral system works, but I think I'm something more along the lines of chaotic neutral. or I'm chaotic good. Okay. Yeah, I think, or I might be uh, like lawful evil. I think I'm lawful evil. So I I abide by the law, but if the opportunity pre- to present itself presents itself to to me to benefit myself, even to the detriment of other people, um, in a way that is still abiding by the law. I think that even in real life, I would 100% do that. (laughs) It's just that I haven't often been provided with the opportunity. Um, So let's say I saw an unattended wallet or an unattended small princely sum. That's a bit of a, like, that doesn't go together. Let's say a small fortune, just unattended somewhere. And nobody else in sight. Um, but I know that people are going to be back in 10 minutes. And that I can take that money and disappear. And then come back with, with everyone else and be like, oh, where, where did the money go? <laughs> or whatever. Then I would 100% take that money. Okay? I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I would 100% do that. Um, and so I would agree with you that it does reflect on who we truly are and our subconscious morality, but more because of that, that thing that I was saying, that we, we don't know who we are. I don't, I don't think it's possible to fully know who you are and the extent of your decisions in real life just because there's an infinite amount of decisions that you could make in real life and there are also parts of ourselves that scare us and that we don't even want to think about um, like you were saying about that scenario where a family member is getting mugged with you um, like that's something that you never want to it's, you never hope it happens or you hope it never happens and you don't even want to think about it. And I think there are many such dark places, little little crevices in our tangling spaghetti meatballs of brains <laughs> where we, we fear to go there because they be dragons. And so I would, I would 100% say that they reflect on who we truly are. And, and they also have an effect on that part of us as well, because it's a two-way process. Um, yeah, so I would, I would definitely say that. No, and I, I agree with how your train of thinking. Again, audience uh, or whoever listens to this, video games aren't always the cause for doing this. Uh, video games have done a lot more good than evil. They, they, video games are an outlet. Yes. And um, in as, but but they 
Video games are a form of art. And I would say that any art medium can have the same effect. Well, not, no, that's a lie. Video <laughs> games are the best. Video games are superior and the pinnacle of different media because you get to interact with it. That's, that is a position that I refuse to leave from. That is the truth. But anyway, I'd say just because it's a form of art, um, it reflects on us and it has an effect on us. Agreed. What were you going towards? No, uh, and that's that's the you nailed it on the head. It's a form of it's an output. It's a form of art. And just because someone plays a very violent game and tends to massacre all the monsters that they see on the screen doesn't mean that they act on those feelings. Like how I said before, sometimes I'm more cold or logic logic focused, more robotic, as Yotan has clearly identified. I don't, I'm not that kind of person in real life. I'm generally very empathetic. I, I feel for the person way more. Like if I, I'm playing a sport against a teammate or against an opponent and my goal is to thrash and destroy them. If I see them go on the floor, I stop my game completely just to check mm. if the guy is fine. So, yeah. Although it's just the. I can, I can attest that Mackie is one of the most generous people, probably the most generous person yeah. that I know. <laughs> you too man and that's the thing and i i i would trust my wallet with yotan no problem even though some revealing signs here hey yotan <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but yeah. but that's the thing so although we would do these things and although that they do reflect on our natures i think the most important thing is that they show a side that how you, how yotan just described that we're not quite familiar about ourselves that we don't necessarily explore too often in ourselves. So doing those negative moral decisions doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, you're evil. It's something in my mind that's saying, I don't like the feeling of doing it. But I then analyze that, why is that feeling so horrible to my gut? Where Jotun will do that same thing, and he wouldn't feel the same feeling, but he will understand that this is not quite the right thing to do, but I like to just... uh Tip the scale, see uh, see what chaos I can do while still being confined to the law. It's just that's a, exactly true, and it's just it's uh, how Jotun ex- described it. It's an outlet, a, a area to explore yourself that you would not necessarily be able to without the media of gaming. Yeah, that that actually that's that's perfect, and that <laughs> also leads us to the question uh, for the audience today, which is. Uh, who, who, who has the better argument? Because Mackie, Mackie, from his past experiences, believes, and tell me if I'm wrong, that his true inner self is more calculating and logical and skews much more towards the good side of, of the moral spectrum because they are some some fact there are facts when it comes to morality such as it's worse to kill 100 people than it is to kill 10 people and so Mackie will always in that situation choose to save 100 people as opposed to 10 people whereas I and this is what you'll be choosing if you choose me everybody nudge nudge wink wink but um, 
Whereas I will often do the bad thing in video games if the consequences for doing so are not great enough to deter me from doing it. Or if I can like find a clever little way to avoid consequences. Or hell, I feel like it. I'm curious. Like, let's just see what happens. You know, sometimes I just get that feeling as well, and then I'll do the bad thing. Um, I'm not always bad, but I, I think that I'm very driven by my curiosity as well. But either way, this is kind of like the other episode we did with uh, Jedi and the Sith. Basically, do you think Mackie's reasoning for being bit more on the good side of the moral spectrum when it comes to video games is is clearer and more sound and makes more sense to you or speaks to you as more of a person do you support his side or do you support the fun side you know <laughs> my side the dark side the side where you kill children join me join me <laughs> kill the children <laughs> yeah so how can they interact with us, Maggie? Guys, as always, we have a Discord channel. Just search it up. It's Ramble Shamble. It's on our YouTube channel, Ramble Shamble. You'll see the same artwork. There you'll find a link that goes to our Discord channel. You'll find a link to our Twitter. Instagram will be there. You'll see all the different social medias. And again, guys, we post these episodes every Thursday. If you enjoyed this episode, maybe there's another episode we mentioned about the good and the bad Sith versus Jedi. Maybe that's something of interest. But there are other episodes. We don't always speak about gaming and and all kinds of movies and media. We also talk, listen to our survival one. That's completely non... That's quite a manly thing to do, if I have to say myself. But again, yeah, guys, we'll every put Thursday... Some hair on our chests. <laughs> every Thursday listen to it it'll be on Spotify and we really want to see you guys interactions you chat to us on Discord or try to be as uh, speak with you guys and test our ideas as much as possible with you or comment on your YouTube channel which is another thing again guys we're on iTunes we're on Stitcher we're on Spotify we're on pretty much every uh, podcasting channel at the moment so feel free to listen and give us some feedback and please, and from amongst the YouTube comments and the Discord chat, we are going to be choosing our favorite response for today's episode based on that question of do you support Mackie's side and his arguments or mine, the best one, nudge. Um, and we will be selecting that for our separate playlist called Ramble Shrapnel, which comes in little bits and pieces because they're small episodes. But we're going to choose our favorites and we are going to talk about that for about 15 minutes. And it'll be a lot like this conversation. But I'm pretty sure that you guys can provide us with some wonderful insight and we want to talk about that. So thank you for joining us today. And we will see you next Thursday as well. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>